0: Hello and welcome to the Leaders' Council podcast, the podcast for the people who run the country and the people who keep the country running. You join us in yet another sunny but empty day here in the capital. I'm Matthew O'Neill, and today, as always, we ensure that we have a variety of distinct perspectives on leadership. First, we're joined by Ian Duggan, Joint Managing Director of Acclaim Contracts, a construction firm based in Essex. Ian, hello. Hi. Thank you very much for coming on the program today. Uh, Now, normally, uh, we'd charge headlong into the subject of leadership. But before we get there, I must ask, how has COVID-19 affected your business?
1: It's uh, been very challenging um, trying to work through it. We've been completing a lot of essential works for the MOD and BT and worked their way on site. So we have a good understanding of how to uh, make it work now.
0: Now, how are you ensuring social distancing uh, while uh, undertaking these works?
1: Predominantly, our work is on at roof level. So we have small teams that work together. So it's a lot easier for us to uh, accommodate the two-metre rule.
0: Mm. Now, do you think that this is going to have a long-term effect on your sector in general?
1: I think uh, we are planning for a long-term uh, way of working. I cannot see this uh, going away too, too quickly. So we are managing this as a long-term project, if you like, to ensure we make everyone safe on site.
0: Of course. Now we uh, should move on to the subject of leadership. I always like to start this part of the conversation off by asking the same simple question. What does the word leader mean to you?
1: Someone that people look up to, uh, someone that you trust, uh, someone that you can go to with your problems, Um and being positive in a negative situation is not always um it's not it's not to be naive it's uh, about being a leader um the true test of leadership is how well you function in a crisis so and how would you,
0: you how would you describe your personal leadership style
1: um, my leadership style is um very encompassing i'm not a person to go and shout at people i like to get everyone to work together uh, to manage their problems and to grow within their own, own workplace and become a leader in their own right.
0: Now, let's go back to the beginning of your career when you first started out your working life. Uh, did you have any particular role models who shaped you into the man you are today?
1: Uh, I suppose Richard Branson was one that I looked at, the person who um, started with nothing and made his way to where he is today, mm-hmm. um, hard work diligence in what, what they do. I think communication is a key thing, getting to know lots of different people. Um, you know, do as you do as you say as well. You know, if you want to progress in life, you've got to work hard at all times.
0: Now, uh, of course, things are very different in the world today than uh, when you or I started our working lives. Uh, but... Uh, the big question is what can young people today, when they're entering the workforce, do to set themselves apart?
1: I still think the same the same things are there. I still think it's a case of putting yourself out there um doing the extra bit of work that no one else wants to do, asking for additional work if you if you finish what your what your set plan was, trying to learn from others at all times those things haven't changed. So I still think people look for um, people coming into the business, uh, hardworking, looking out for each other, and team players.
0: Now, let's talk a bit about uh, the actual pragmatic situations within a workplace. Of course, uh, people are uh, usually great, but they can't always be at their best behavior. Sometimes they get into conflict with one another. Sometimes their work isn't up to snuff. How do you resolve this? What's your method?
1: Simple simple talking for each other. I think um, we would generally, if there is a problem in the workplace, and we are in the construction industry, so things can get heated every now and again, um, I would generally get the people in individually and sit down with them and have a a face-to-face conversation. I don't believe in um, sending silly emails or or texts to people. I think the key is, is, is communication, talking to each other, because a lot of times you'll find it's something silly that's occurred, um, tip for tack, that you can resolve in an easy situation. And the longer you leave things, the longer it gets out of hand. So that's how we deal with things.
0: Now, uh, let's talk a bit about uh, when it comes to career development. So we talked a bit about your role models uh, when you were starting out. Do you have any sort of mentorship schemes? I'd imagine you probably have an apprenticeship scheme. Uh, within your trade,
1: yes, we use um apprenticeship schemes for the youngsters coming into the industry um at different colleges um, utilizing carpentry skills and roofing skills. so we do utilize those uh, it's very difficult nowadays to get youngsters um, keen on doing um they like to roof and works outdoors um, nowadays because a lot of them go into the world of IT and things like that
0: so why do you think that is do you, do you think that this is just a change in what they're looking for in life or do you think that they've been pushed down this route by the education system
1: I think the education system personally I just don't think it's um, the done thing anymore to go you want to be uh, a, a roofer as such or a carpenter mm-hmm. I think it's uh, still quite good to be an electrician or a plumber um, so quite highly paid mm-hmm. um, so I suppose working outdoors, getting your hands dirty, you know things like that aren't the done thing anymore. You can probably earn a good wage working in, you know, for the likes of Amazon in a factory and things like that. So uh, uh, it's difficult to get people involved.
0: But as you said, uh, being in the trades is a, is an excellent way to earn a living. Uh, what can be done to change that perception within education? Uh, do we need to see more hands-on uh, sort of uh, courses within schools? Maybe starting think, them yeah. up on the trades when they're very, very young?
1: I think getting them in, uh, into the trades and interested at colleges, I think going back to when I first started out, there was a lot of uh, specific courses you could do, um, like BTEC courses as there were then for construction and skilled courses. They got people involved at college stage where it wasn't all handwritten, it was hands-on, and you got involved with the uh, job that you wanted to do. Because not everybody wants to sit in an office.
2: No,
0: you're absolutely I right. Think,
1: I, think, I think that's key. If, we can, if they can get the youngsters involved in that, in that side of things, it'll work.
0: Now, uh, let's talk uh, a bit about the changing nature of uh, construction uh, within uh, the UK. Of course, there is a push uh, to build more housing at the moment. But where do you see that going? How do you see uh, construction changing over the next 10, 15 years?
1: I mean, we as a company, our company, claim Contracts, do not get involved generally with the new build sector. We are involved in the refurbishment market mm-hmm. sector. Um, but I can see, and I can see a lot of the new build sector being built off site. Um, so that the houses are coming already pre built. So I think that will speed things up, um, which really means less requirements of uh, trades to build the houses on site. So a lot of them will be built, you know, house, houses built out of timber and things off-site and then just built around when you get there. So that will speed things up, um, but reduce the requirements for, for the use sort of bricklayer trade. Um, but from our industry, with the refurbishment market, I can't see it changing too much because you also going to need to replace flat roofs or pitch roofs. So that will be an ever-changing uh, market with different products. More so than the actual way it's done.
0: Now, unfortunately, our time together has drawn to its close. But, Ian, before I let you go, what does the next 12 months have in store for Acclaim contracts?
1: I'm hoping the next 12 months is is another uh, good year. Um, It's going to be a difficult one, a changeable one with the COVID-19 policies in place. Um, It looks like the, the volume of work may well still be there if the government are willing to carry on spending money, which it looks like they possibly will. Everything will be done at a slower rate to try and get things done safely and effectively, um, which is the main thing to keep your your employees safe at this time. I'm hoping that we can get through the year um, safely and financially stable, and then hopefully next year will be another growth year.
0: Well, Ian, I'd like to wish you and the entire team at Acclaim Contracts the best of luck over the coming weeks and months. And hopefully when things get back to some semblance of normalcy, you can come back on the show and tell me how things have gone. Ian, thank you. Okay, thank you. That was Ian Duggan, Joint Managing Director of Acclaim Contracts. And now if you haven't heard it before, is Jonathan White's exclusive interview with Sir
2: Jeff Hurst.
3: Although oh, there, there are one or two people who are very familiar um, uh, who do Google me, realize that I did uh, score nothing for Essex, uh, for, my only game for Essex first team when we played against Lancashire in Liverpool, a place called uh, uh, Egbert in, in, uh, in Liverpool many, many years ago, 1962, I think that was. So I didn't, and... um, yes, I, I didn't really feel it at the time. It was lucky to be playing, I guess, one or two injuries. Um,
2: It can't be understated, no matter what form that comes in. When you were at West Ham, uh, Jeff, and when um, Ron Greenwood first uh, uh, came along, he made obviously some pretty radical changes. Was this a man that genuinely inspired confidence uh, the first time you'd meet him?
3: Absolutely. I mean, he, he was simply a, a fantastic uh, coach or teacher, if you like, at the football. And uh, the, the quite always mentioned when we talk about Ron Greenwood, how he read that um, And of course, uh, a great manager in South Ramsey. So to come across people like that of that calibre can have a huge influence on your your career, of course, and, and then your life. And that's that's quite purely the case.
2: Absolutely. And in those early days um at West Ham, uh, with a with a manager like uh Ron uh, there it's also important to have uh uh confidence with
3: Which uh, was absolutely, but I can use that now but it, it is quite funny.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe we another time then. But we. Um, uh, well, you want tell you if you sorry. want? You want? You got time? I can tell I go, you if you want. Jeff, go on. Go. On. I think I, we, it would be silly if I said no at this point. Okay. So I was uh,
3: doing it at a dinner in, in the channel Islands, three or 400 people, black tie dinner, uh, guest honor, mm-hmm. And this occasion, I was speaking for about 20 minutes, then allowing uh, questions.